This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, today we're here after the opening day, which was not exactly what we wanted. Um, you know, it was, it was a bit of a Hollywood script for Wigan. Uh, they came in, they uh, they won the first game after a terrible period where they've had points deductions, which sounds a little bit familiar to us last season. I think maybe it was written in the stars a little bit with some of the mistakes, but we've got to keep our heads up, keep going and look to build in the future. So got three guys with me that I had the pleasure of spending a, about an hour with in the yard yesterday, which doesn't happen very often, which is kind of weird considering we talk so often, but First off, Chris Matthews Redwood. How are you, Chris? I'm all right. I'm all right. Still, I, I, I don't know, a bit gutted still, but plenty of positives as well as the negatives, which we'll talk talk about. Well, exactly. And yeah, I don't think I've been that frustrated after a game for a while, but I think that shows how much we've uh, built up expectations in our heads. Uh, we've also yeah. got Vic Singh as well. How are you, Vic? Good evening, Jake. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. I've calmed down now. I'm I'm not sad and miserable anymore, which is which is always good news. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we've got Callum Bucock. How are you, Cal? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. It's the hope that will kill you, and I think it's the hope that will kill all of us as Derby fans this year. When <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, and I mean, we might as well kick off by talking about the elephant in the room. Um, we we've really struggled up top. I thought yesterday, um, I thought the Collins of old was back, which really disappointed me because I really thought he was going to be between the posts for the whole game in the box. And he kept getting dragged out and dragged everywhere and balls were going in and he was never there. Um, he missed a sitter early on, which I think people may have forgotten. I know I forgot it until I rewatched the highlights. Really should have scored. Um, Chris, there's talk of Martin Waghorn in the building. Um, Paul Warren basically admitted yesterday he's signed a contract, he's here, he's ready to go. I mean, as, as I know he's not the most exciting signing. I, I put in the chat yesterday, I looked at my brother and went, we could do a wag on here, which uh, is a real sign of how poor we played, I think, in that in that second half. Um, in that first half, sorry. What do you reckon? How did you find it? You know, I, do you know what I did like about Collins yes, yes, yesterday, though? Nothing. Um, it was one oh. of those... Performances from him Jesus. where, oh James, 
Oh, no, you, you look through the you through you look at the episodes to the end of last season. I was a big defender of James of James Collins, but there was one moment in the second half that really summed it up for me, and it was a mirror of the game against Oxford at home, first day of last season, where Corahan, Conor Hurahan was nice and cool, left foot slotted it in the bottom left hand corner. James Collins yesterday, pretty much the identical position. And it ended up in row double F of the South Stand. Um, he's not a natural finisher. His hold-up play was okay. He runs around a lot, but I'm sorry, I'm we need more than that. Um, and Waghorn's not not the answer. Um, I felt, and I'm not just slating Collins. Everyone will say, "Oh, it's all Collins bashing." It's not. But unfortunately, he's the one who gets the highlights because he's the one who's supposed to be putting the, the ball in the net. And you're right, that that opportunity in the first half, um, I mean, he tickled it towards the goal, didn't he? I mean, it, it was it was it was poor. Um, and say so that one that ended up in the south stand. We need more than people who are prepared to run around a lot. You know, we've got a lot of them already. We need a bit of a bit of quality. Um, and I'm not saying we needed McGoldrick yesterday. We need a clinical finisher who will doesn't need to know where the goal is to score to score goals. And that was what was really disappointing yesterday about James Collins, because he looked all right in preseason, but now he seems to have gone back to the form of middle of last season, which was which was poor. So that is really worrying. Well, Vic. Um, as Chris has said there, he wasn't at his best, was he? And I, I think first game of the season, it's important to have perspective. I think it's really important to to really look at it in a way that it's the first game, players were clearly nervous. First half, I mean, we kept making so many uncharacteristic mistakes. Obviously, Sonny Bradley's mistake for the goal, he came round at the end apologising to fans, uh, which is really depressing on, on the first game of the season, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I think as you mentioned, he held the ball up quite nicely at times. He got into those wide areas, got into the channels. It's not really what you want from him, is it? And when you've got a striker that's you know needs to put balls in the back of the net, the only players he's got up there with him are Max Bird and Mendes Lango are hardly penalty box predators. We need more from him, don't we? Yeah, I mean, with with Collins, I think. I think the most frustrating part is when Warner's said to him he needs to be between the sticks, he needs to be in the six-yard box. He doesn't seem to do it. And it's not just yesterday. It's, it's probably been going on for the best part of six months. Um, so I'm not sure I'm not sure what we can do with Collins at the minute. And unfortunately, he's our only striker. We're hoping Washington can get fit as soon as possible. But I don't know. I think with Collins, I think we're just going to have to be a bit more patient. He's going to have to listen to Warner a bit more himself in between the box there's about three or four crosses where if he'd have run across the front post he'd have got he'd have got three or four goals easy but the fact of the matter is he's not doing it so mm, i don't yeah. know at the moment i'm going to stop the hype train here uh <laughs> for the time <laughs> being but you know you know it's uh it's F- firmly at the probably. station that <laughs> he hasn't left yet <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's it and and again we we do have to sort of take it with a pinch of salt don't we it's the first game of the season um and i think that's going to be said a lot probably by me uh in this episode because yeah he didn't look good did he he didn't look good um but there's a lot to build on and i think it's important that we don't just focus everything on him as well 
Um, I, I think Mendes Lang, especially in the second half, I thought he looked all right first half. I think second half, he, he, he didn't move as much as we'd hoped. And I think Max Bird, who I thought he was electric for the first sort of 60 minutes and he was everywhere. He sort of ran out of steam and, and we started to struggle sort of towards the end of the game. He was being asked to do a lot. He was playing in both midfield and the front line. And when you've got players like Collins up top trying to press, he's very slow. Um, and they were just playing it round him. It needed the likes of Max Bird and Mendes Lang to press really high, really early. And I think we sort of played into Wigan's hands, didn't we, Callum? Yeah. Um, I mean, Paul Warren uh, and his post-match kind of put it about that. I think a lot of players um, massively had an adrenaline dump. Um, I think that a lot of them put in so much effort and really wanted to win. You can see that you can't really fault the effort from any of them, um, but they're putting it in the wrong places. Um, they were towards the first 10, 15 minutes where they were pressing as a unit. They were putting uh, Wiggum in traps and then um, putting them uh, in certain places they didn't want to be. And towards the end, we were just kind of like running after players with like three or four people. It was almost like they were running around a running track. It was like there's no real thought to any of the pressing or anything at all. And that just seemed to just go on as as the game went on. Um, I don't think we should kind of press the panic button um, as much as, as I say, it was very disappointing as a a result. Um, I think... As I said, when I came out, I was very frustrated, same as yourself, Jake. Um, but then I watched it again, and there was some, and there was some more positives than when I first came out. I think when I first came out, I generally was like, "Here we go, uh, that the hype's kind of gone." But uh, but as soon as, uh, as I say, I've kind of watched it back. There was some positives to take out of it. Um, it wasn't all bad, um, and I think we just got to put it behind us. There's a lot of teams who had a lot of expectations across all three, four divisions in England and have all kind of flopped. As I say, we're not the only one. And we and it said there's 45 games to go. We've got a lot of time to put it right. Well, exactly. Mate. Just on well, that, exactly. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jake. Callum's spot on there with the um, traps. First 20, 25 minutes, you could see exactly what they were trying to do. And it was almost, it was working. We just couldn't take we just couldn't take take advantage of it and then the last half hour they were literally running around like headless chickens like an under sevens game trying to block them out and it just didn't work so the trap if we can and i think it might might be down to fitness and confidence as well but if we can keep those traps against teams like like wigan going then we will have success from it so you can see what he's doing we just need to remember it's game one yeah. Exactly. And and progress is important, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we might have had a couple of good pre-season results, but when a ball's kicked in anger, it's a different sport. Um, and yeah, like you've all said, there's there's a lot we can actually build on. Um, there were some obvious flaws that I'm sure we'll work on, but there were some things that we did really well as well. Um, and, you know, one of, one of the comparisons that I sort of thought of yesterday is we were very similar actually to well they were very similar to how we were last year they had a a, you know a newish manager in he was playing a really unorthodox formation I mean their goal kicks seemed to spin the mind of our back three they had no idea where to go where to look who should press who should go where and it's very similar to how we were under a senior in that first game and you know they've gone they've won it's it's a massive win you could see what it meant to the players and the fans and Unfortunately, we just happen to be the ones that that face the team at that sort of time. So, 
I think we'll play a lot easier teams than that. I, I think all credit to Wigan as well. They gave us a really good game. Um, yeah. But I think the nature of the chances that we conceded were the problem. I mean, Chris, if obviously the first goal, Sonny Bradley with, with that pretty dreadful pass back, left Wildsmith in no man's land, um, pretty horrendous. And then about two minutes later, Bradley steps up again. Their system completely bamboozled in our back three and they play it through and he's really unlucky not to score again. I think Wildsmith makes an unbelievable save. And then in the second half, Wildsmith, for some reason, comes for the corner and, well, not the corner, but the cross. And and yeah, again, mm. it's another uncharacteristic mistake. Do you think we can iron them out? Yeah, and you know what? We might we probably won't see a mistake that bad again from from Sonny Bradley this season. Um, I think he turned too quickly. He was a bit he was I don't think he knew where he was and how far up, up the pitch he was looking at him. He looked a bit looked a bit shocked. Um and I mean, you know, as you mentioned there, Wigan played, I thought they played really well yesterday. Their fans were fantastic. Um, so they I'm not gonna say they deserved to they deserved to win, but they deserved everything they got. Um and yeah, Sonny Bradley. I don't know. I mean, it, there's there's two things I'd like to point out about not just Bradley, but the the defense yes yesterday. There wasn't a lot of talking going on. I mean, there were at least four or five occasions where you could see that no one was shouting. Mm. Um, there, there didn't seem to be anyone leading it, um, and the amount of times Wildsmith in the in the first half. I mean, he he almost took the ball out of his box, um, and then almost got 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 sent off because Bradley wasn't talking to him, and that they had no idea who they were actually talking to. And I know again, it's first game that will that will come, but that was a little a little worrying. And Bradley almost seemed he had. I'm not going to. I hate to use the word lazy, but his sort of demeanour yesterday. Um, I mean, when it's working well, it's called it's called really high confidence. But when it's not working, it, it's a bit it's a bit lazy. Mm. Um, and a couple of times, I saw him sort of you know shrugging around a bit. He's a he's a great player. He helped Luton get to the Premier League last season. Um, and let's face it, if he's going to have a bad bad game, we'd rather it be now. Um, mm, yeah. So yeah, I just I just I was a bit concerned by the lack of communication. Yes, yesterday. Um, and I'll, we'll talk about Curtis Nelson shortly. I'm sure. Yeah, one of the things I guess that I'd sort of link with that is I think that confusion of the back three really didn't help. Um, you know, I I don't know whether it's ego, I'd say with Bradley. I don't think it is. I think it's more he sort of he's made a real big mistake really early on and he's come in and he, he didn't look too sure of himself. I think he looked nervous. I think he missed a lot of last season um through injury as well. He's come in, you know, obviously huge crowd. I know he got promoted at Luton. This is double the crowd Luton had get. Um yeah. and at the start of the game, the atmosphere was was pretty good. And I bet that was probably a little bit intimidating, even for our own players, because you know, you gotta think they're only human and a lot of them haven't played in front of crowds like this. They'll grow into it throughout the season, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. But uh, you know, first game, nerves have got to them a little bit. They've made a silly mistake and they've had to try and get themselves back in it. But yeah, um, you'll have to keep an ear out and, and listen to if the uh, <laughs> communication gets any better because I'm too far away, mate. I can't hear it from up there. But, um, but Vic... I thought, Wild, I thought Wildsmith had literally gone mute yes, yesterday. That's how quiet it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's hope it doesn't stay that way. 
Um, Vic, there's a player that we saw towards the end that's Callum Elder. I mean, what I loved when he came on was there was a time where we had about a minute to go and he ran from left back to right back to try and win that ball back. He was so desperate to win the ball. He just chased the player with the ball to try and get it back to create a chance. And he looked all right when he came on, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we got a little snippet of what Callum Elder's all about. I think, obviously, given time and given fitness, uh, we'll really see him shine. Um, but again, like we said, it's early days. I thought Kane Wilson when he came on, he was a bright spark. Um, it, dribbling, he literally dribbling is his best asset because he took mm. on those players like they weren't even there. And I'd like to see them as the season progresses to be our number one choices for fullbacks because I think them two will be quite cohesive together. But yeah, I'm quite excited to see what Calamaldo will bring. Um, not to discredit, discredit Fozzie, though. I thought Fozzie had a pretty solid game yesterday as well, and his goal was well taken. Could have had a trick in the end, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm quite excited to see where Calamaldo fits in. Um, his desire, his work rate, I hope that sort of rubs onto the rest of the team. And just going back onto the Sonny Bradley point, the one thing that really annoyed me yesterday, I know he might have been nervous, but it's when he did that pass back and went down to pretend as if he was injured, Rather mm. than try and get back up and run mm. back, and then then he got up and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, damn, you know, I've made a mistake." <laughs> that, I'm sure that's what he said. Yeah, that's the only pet peeve I got. But like I said, uh, like I was saying to you guys yesterday, it's uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, it's game one. Yeah. I'd rather they make the mistake in the first five games and the last three games of the season when we need to get promoted. So everything will get better from here. We just need to have a bit of faith and a bit of patience. I think. I completely agree, mate. It's it's a good analysis. And Callum, I mean, Vic mentioned Kane Wilson there. He's one of the people I've got written down here. Now, he really yeah. impressed me when he came on. Uh, I was surprised it actually took Warren so long to put him on because I thought Joe Ward was flagging from about the 50th minute. Um, and he came on, he beat players. We've spoken about we needed players in the middle to finish off those crosses. I think sometimes he had to look towards the edge of the box because there were just no options in the middle. Um, what did you think of him? Thought he was good, bright spark, um, much what you needed when you're um, at the position we were in in the game um, from a substitution. Um, I think all the subs that came on had some sort of impacts um, and I thought Kane Wilson was one of those. I mean, would, what a start it would have been for him at Pride Park if he had have, uh, found someone in the box when he took on about four players down that right-hand side. Um I think the thing is with him, it's just match fitness. It's fitness in general, as I say. They, in terms of the timing of the substitution, I think the trouble is Wards was generally our best threat throughout the game. And I think kind of Wards, uh, Warns looking at it going, do I want to take him off now? Is he Could he eke out a cross out of somewhere, out of nowhere, which is what Wards' um, obviously speciality is. Um, and then it's that difficulty of taking off your best assets during the game and then replacing him and hoping it works out. So, so yeah, so, but if, you're going to replace Ward with anyone. I'd have it as Kane Wilson any day of the week. Well, that was one of the things for me was that I know Ward put a lot of balls in, but I thought 99% of them, there's nobody there and we were putting balls into nobody. I think the goal, I mean, we got quite lucky because Bird got the flick on and then Fozzie just happened to bullet it into the bottom corner. I don't think we actually really created many heading chances. I think Curtis Nelson probably had the best one, which is a bit weird, making runs into the box. Um, but, I mean, Chris, on to 
Curtis Nelson. I, I've seen a lot of criticism for him and I, I find it a bit weird because I thought he played quite well. I think of the back three, he was probably, possibly the best in my view. Mm. Um, he looked solid. You know, he, he looked decent on the ball. He charged forward whenever he could. He was a threat in the box. I think we've we've signed a decent player there. Yeah, he's a good player. He just he just does worry me when he's on when he's on the ball. I mean, talk about bandy legged. Um, I mean, in 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 the in the warm up, I saw him go to I saw him go to to um, saw him go to, to cross his leg over and miss. Um, it it was it, it's slightly worrying. Um, but defensively wise and attacking wise, he's going to be a threat. I'm just concerned about him on the ball. That's mm, all. Yeah. That's all it is. That was my only only negative about him yesterday. He doesn't look confident. He always looks rushed um, on the ball. But I suppose we don't really want a centre half to be playing out. You know, really attractive football, but. Compared to Bradley and Cashin, that is his weak spot, in my opinion. I think we're quite lucky, aren't we? We're blessed with, ironically, yeah, Bradley great at Passivity, but um, he's brilliant <laughs> for Wigan. But um, yeah, I, I think we've got two centre halves that are really good on the ball, and I think that probably highlights that weakness a little bit more. Um, you know, we've had some dodgy defenders on the ball in the last few years. I mean, Curtis Davis being the prime one, he was very, very good at setting up opposition players uh, towards the end, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a good point here from Rob DCFC, actually, just seeing this. Uh, it's typical, all our best attacking options playing the same position. It is right, isn't it, Vic? Um, I think there's got to be a way, especially when we're pushing for goals, to get both Wilson and Ward on at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it'll probably come down to if we change formation as well. Um, if we do stick to this... I've, I'm not sure what we played yesterday. Was it three four three, three five two? Yeah, I think it was three four three. I think it was three four three, wasn't it? Yeah. So like maybe if we adapt to a three five two, we could probably so maybe sandwich them both in. I don't know how versatile Kane Wilson can be in terms of if he's both if he's both footed. If he can whip it in with his left, it might be worth trying him at left wing back and maybe ward at right wing back uh, and see how that plays out. Um, but again, like I said, it's a new formation for us this year. It's new players. We finally got like square pegs and square holes it's just the case of it gelling and when it does click it's gonna we're gonna put teams to the sword i believe mm. but many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Again, we're just going to have to sort of put up with the, the early teething problems that we have at the minute and we'll see where it takes us from there. Let's see where the uh, striking department comes in as well. We need to see what we can do there. I thought the midfield was all right yesterday, if I'm being honest. Um, I thought Smith was pretty decent. I sent a lot of hate for Max Bird. I'm not sure why. I thought he was pretty good. Got himself about... 
played a lot more forward than I thought he would. Mm. Um, but going back to our original point, yeah, I mean, maybe we can try and put Kane Wilson at left wing back and maybe play Joel Ward right wing back and see how that works. Well, it's it's possible, isn't it? Um, and it's a good point on the midfields. Uh, what I found weird was we sort of... I know formations aren't necessarily be-all and end-all, but in pre-season, we usually played the 3-5-2. You know, we had sort of Bird as a more advanced midfielder and we changed it yesterday and we sort of had Bird on the right of the three. And I don't think that worked as well. I think he, he was having to defend on the right side. He was having to press their full-back, but then he was having to press in the middle. I think that's what killed him off in the end. Um, which uh, it seemed a really strange decision and it seemed to sort of take a lot of Bird's game away from him. And I, I do think he played well, but I think it, it was taken away just by that weird decision. Um, and Callum, I mean, we've got one of the comments here that says, do you think we like we need any more signings? I'm tripping over my words. It was such a depressing day. Um, <laughs> but do you think we need any more signings? Um, and I think, yeah, I think we do need more in that midfield because it got to 70 minutes and Smith was struggling. I thought he had a great game up until then, but he ran out of legs. Hurahan did all right. Bird had run out of legs. Uh, I think we need an extra one, don't we? Yeah, just on that comment, that's actually my best mate who, uh, if I don't give him a shout out, it would kill me. So, uh, so yeah, um, um, late Orient fan, unfortunately for them, they also got a loss. Um, but um, but no, back to in terms of what we need. Um, yeah, I think we're one or two short um, in a couple of positions. Um, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, for me, um, in a 3-4-3 just does not work. He just, just goes and miss. So... If you're going to do something like that, you need either an advanced uh, Cam who's gone and got a bit of an ounce about him, um, a bit of creativity. Advanced Cam? Are we playing Yeah, FIFA? well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, just centre forward and an inverted striker. Um, so, um, but Max Bird, and again, in a three, didn't didn't seem to fit. It, again, if you're going to do him in an advanced role, do it behind two strikers. Um, and it seems to fit a little bit more better with him when Washington came on because Washington came on with um, with Collins and they obviously went behind him. Um, when you look at the advanced tacking line, you're looking at it going, who's going to get the, those goals? And at the moment, I'm not sure because Washington came on and they say he didn't, well, he didn't really have much service to be blessed him. So we can't really give him that much of a, of a fair crack. But um, I think if we're linked with the players that we are, we, we need those sort of players who are getting nearly 20 odd goals a season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is one of the, the weird things that I, I found with yesterday is that we changed we changed the way we played in pre-season. Um, as Alex P said here, he said, you know, Bird looked a little bit nervous. He lost his swagger. I think all the players lost their swagger because they played so nervously and, and so, I guess, within themselves that they just struggled to get anything out of it. Um, and I guess that sort of takes us on to another point where I think we made subs way too late. Um, and this is one of the things I was saying to my brother. We had a couple of subs lined up and then they scored. But by then it was about what the 72nd minute or something like that. And he gave it another 10 minutes before he brought anyone on. And I, I thought that was bizarre, Chris, because we were clearly struggling with legs. It's the first game of the season. Players are still getting up to speed. We weren't creating anything. We had, you know, we had Collins up front who was just doing nothing. We had Mendes Lang doing nothing. 
Bird was shattered, Smith was shattered, Ward was shattered, and he just didn't change anything. Um, and we had the players on the bench to make those changes, like Washington, like uh, Wilson. Don't you think he's got to make changes earlier and sort of make those decisions a little bit quicker? Well, I personally, if it had been me, uh, I'm not Paul Warren, but if it had been me, it would have been Mendes Lang off at half time and Washington on. Um, obviously, fitness dependent on that, but he looked all right. Um, he looked all right to me when he when he came on. Um, and yeah, you, you do end up thinking if Kane Wilson had had 10 more minutes running at their left back, what could have happened? I know, you know, the amount of crosses put into the box yesterday where absolutely nothing happened um, was ridiculous. Um, but he did he did have that little bit of a spark. Um, and you think if he'd come on 10 minutes earlier, because you say Ward was shattered. Um yeah, it was. But he did this last season. I don't think he made... I think he was more reactive than proactive. Um, and I don't think I don't think that's working currently. Um, and I say it seems to have started this season where he's making subs when we're 2-1 when we're down. Um, and then... Well, it wasn't even that, was it? As you said, it was 10 minutes later when he made, yeah. when he made, the, when he made the, the, the subs. So, yeah. Um, I thought Washington should have come on at half half time myself, um, and then once we got that equaliser through through Fozzie, that's when we should have got the likes of Wilson on and really pressed home the advantage. We didn't. We got we got leggy, and as we know, we got punished. Well, that's it. And, and Vic, I mean, Fozzie's goal put us back on a level playing field, didn't it? Um, we hadn't looked great. We looked okay, but we didn't look great. We didn't look like we were going to batter them and score loads of goals. Um, and the players were looking tired, as Chris says. I mean, it, it seemed a little bit strange, didn't it, that he didn't make the changes. Once we equalised, we could have brought on the likes of Washington, the likes of Wilson, penned them in, really pushed for a goal, but we didn't. Why do you think that is? I think maybe he's been a bit cautious in the sense that they're probably not fully match fit or they're slightly behind on schedule compared to the rest of the squad. Um, but having said that, sometimes you do need to take the risk. I think if the game's there for the taking, uh, go for it. I'd rather we do that than make our own mistakes in that sense and just lose the game. I'd rather lose the game knowing that we tried everything, threw everything at the kitchen sink. But again, I think in the in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking August is a six or seven game month, so we're playing quite a few games. It's Tuesday, Saturday, pretty much every week. So maybe he's got that in his in the back of his mind. But like Chris said earlier, he was doing this last season as well, where he was bringing subs on too late. Uh, people are starting to notice. So is it just a worn thing or is he trying to maximise what he can get out of the team? I'm not too sure. But I think we do need to make our changes slightly earlier, especially in such a demanding style of play. Uh, mm. We know the legs aren't quite there yet. So I think rotation is going to be really key. I think he needs to do it maybe five or ten minutes quicker than he should. Um, and then obviously once we hit our peak, then obviously they'll probably be able to play the 80, 85 minutes after that. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 just one of those things, isn't it? I think it's just the fitness, I think, that he's worried about. Well, that's it. And yeah, let's hope we can build on that quickly. And Callum, I know I asked Chris about this right at the start of the episode, but we might as well come back to it now. Um, obviously, we looked toothless up front. We, we really struggled for goals. We pretty much brought in Martin Waggon. I wouldn't be surprised to see that announced what, ahead of Tuesday's game. Does he start? I know he's not fully fit. Does he start, in your view, on Saturday against Burton? He got a hat trick there uh, last time he played. 
Yeah, no, probably not against Burton. If he gets signed, uh, say, tomorrow morning, say it gets announced, I don't know, um, then uh, I'd at least give him 60 minutes on Tuesday. Um, but I wouldn't start him. I'd have him on the bench and just see how it goes on, on Saturday. Um, I'd look at if we can get Washington some more minutes, I'd look at maybe looking at Washington rather than Wagon. Um, just because I think um, Wagon will need at least uh, a few games to, to get himself going. Um, as I say, I don't know what position he'll fit within this system uh, will be. Um, as I say, with regards to the subs, just put coming to that, I'm blaming the technical area. The large technical area is causing a havoc and Warren hates it and it means that the subs are going to the messages are getting there 10 minutes later so if anything if in doubt blame the technical areas <laughs> yeah you sound like Warren after the game yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah I wonder where I got that from <laughs> yeah I know I know uh, we've got a few comments here um that are all talking about the same thing basically talking about the both the lack of creativity and what sort of midfielders we need and we don't have any attacking midfielders. I, I think they're all really good points because we are lacking attacking midfielders. Sibley is the only out-and-out attacking mid that we've got. Um, Bird obviously played there in pre-season, looked really good. He played in his weird role yesterday and looked less good. I still back him to succeed in that position, but I do think, Chris, I don't know what you think, but I, I think we probably need one more in that position. Uh, we need one more in that position, definitely. We need a creative midfielder um, and we need another, if if it is waggy, we need another striker on top of that. Because I'm sorry, based on yesterday and based on what we've all known throughout pre-season, Washington, Waghorn and Collins is not going to get us in that top, top two. We'd struggle to get top six again, in my opinion, hand on heart. We will struggle with that front, front, front three midfields. It's not a case of needing better than what we've got. It's needing um, more additions. It's needing legs in there because you know Corey Smith played in the right role. Hurahan played in the right role. Bird played in the right role. Are really good, but we need that little bit of magic off the off the, the off the bench. Um, we need a bit of rotation. We need a bit of competition for places in there as well. I think that's that's the main thing, um, whether you're talking midfield or up front, because if anyone, you know, four or five years ago, if Collins had put in that performance, he'd be on the bench the next the next game. And we know he's not and we know he's not gonna be because we've got nothing better. So I read I know the finances are tight, but we really if this is the season we're gonna get out of this league. We need a couple of big signings because it does worry me, our lack of strength of depth. depth. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, Vic? Because when you think about it, if we'd have pulled that back and Fozzie had scored that second volley and we won 2-1, we'd be sat here right now going, we're class. We've, we've come from behind. We're brilliant. But instead, here we are saying, you know, I'm saying it, Chris is saying it, you're saying it, Cam's saying it, that we need reinforcements. And I think maybe the wins in pre-season sort of glossed over some of the weaknesses in the squad. Um, you know, if you had to bring one in, you could either bring in an aggressive midfielder, as a comment I've just seen there says, uh, and a creative attacking midfielder or a striker that's not Wagon, say we've signed Wagon already. Which one would you pick? All three of them. Nah, it doesn't work like that, Chris. That's not the game. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. We need all three. 
It's true. We do need all three, but I think if I'm going to have to really pick one, I think we need a, a striker. We need someone that can bang in 20 goals and someone that would just be different to what Collins is doing at the minute. Everything that one wants a striker to do, Collins isn't doing, and that's the problem. I think that's why we're not getting the goals. That's why a forward isn't there. Washington, it's too early to judge on him yet. I mean, I, I still think he'll prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, uh, I've seen Billy Sharp's name branded about... Uh, Today been linked quite a, quite heavily. I'm very surprised, but again, I wouldn't bat an eyelid to that. I think that could what be. What did you say, Vic? Huh? What did you say about Billy Sharp? Have we been linked with him again? Yeah, again, yeah. but apparently it's quite oh. strong this time round. <laughs> but like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to that. Um, that could be like the 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 McGoldy yeah. replacement that we're looking at. Um, for me, it had to be a striker because I think Horahan will be that creative midfielder given time. I think Max Bird will do it again given time. Strike is the most important thing for us and that's what's going to get us out of this league is someone that can bang in 20-odd goals. Yeah, exactly. And if we sign a striker that's of that age, I'd rather have one like Billy Sharp because he's scored loads of goals and he will score loads of goals. He'll be in that penalty box. He won't do anything else. He will sit in that penalty box. He will let Washington do all his work for him and he'll score goal after goal. And if that's what we need to take us up, hopefully, you know, if we do bring him in, and this is a big if, if we do bring him in, everything's put to the side, forget the pass, forget the chance, back him and and back anyone else that comes in because I think the team will need it more than ever now. Um, you know, it's a difficult start losing in the way that we lost as well. They'll feel that. They'll, that'll hurt. That'll really yeah. hurt. Yeah. And if we go out of, you know, if we play Burton next week and lose to Burton, they will need us 100%. Um, Callum, same question to you. What do you reckon? Uh, I am going to say a creative midfielder as opposed to a striker because I think that um, the three that we have are very, very similar. Um, in terms of the three midfields, and I think really? we are lacking yeah, all of them sideways pass, all of them link between each other, and half of them get between stuck between each other. Uh, as but they in, couldn't in do anything else, where they play movement mm. up, 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 up front, yeah. But the trouble is, is that when you're looking at the forward play, you're looking at one of those three to make a run as well as you strikers, and none of the three are doing that. They're all kind of stood there on the edge of the box, playing between each other, and then playing out wide, and then we're putting a cross into Collins, who's, again, not there because he's out on the wing somewhere. Um, so when you look at uh, someone, for me, cutting in between the lines, um, I think that that is what we need. Um, I did put in the chat, um, but I think Barkhazen, for me, will be... a biggest plus than he will be a negative this season I think he in the Matlock game yes it's Matlock but he looked really really good off the ball um, in terms of his movement um, and that's what we're missing we just seem so static um, mm. in terms of on the edge of the box and you're playing it around the edge of the box putting it out wide putting across and it comes back out and we're starting again that's all we were doing for 20 odd minutes someone move that's all we needed yeah, someone to move literally so, yeah, um, but I wouldn't go amiss with Billy Sharp. As I said, you just need someone who stands in between the sticks, puts it in the net, and if he's lazy, but he puts it in the net, I don't care. So Exactly. <laughs> Billy Sharp, Michael Smith, any of them. Any, any of them. them. Anyone that knows where the back of the net is. We need someone that can score goals. We've got all the supporting players now. 
You know, we've got Washington, he'll run and run. You've got Mendes Lang to create. You've got Barkhausen to create. We need someone who can put the ball in the net. And we knew that already. Maybe delusionally, we kind of said, nah, Collins, he's the one. Collins. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I, if we can get someone who can put it in the goal, doesn't matter if he scores 15, doesn't matter if he scores 25, as long as he can hold the ball up and be between those posts, that is exactly what I think we need. But right, we've come to the end of the waffle section. Uh, now on to mm. predictions. We've got two games. We're playing Blackpool. Um, I, before I come to any of you guys, I really hope we play the same back three against Blackpool. I think yeah. we really need to get them to gel together. Um, and it then, yeah, on Saturday... Well, exactly, exactly. And then on Saturday, massive, massive game against Burton. Um, obviously, a lot of pressure on us. Need to get three points. We can't go two games without a win because we're Derby and this is about how it works. Um, you know, obviously our local rivals, it's their, probably one of their biggest games of the season behind Derby away. So it's uh, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, Chris? What do you reckon for both games? Um, Blackpool, let's say, will win on, we'll win on penalties. Um, again, I just think it's more about, again, getting getting the team gelling than any, than any results. Um, Burton's going to be difficult. We've got a shocking record there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd take a scrappy 1-0 win any day. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. Um, Vic, what do you reckon? I think we'll play a stronger team than Blackpool's first eleven. so I think we'll get a 1-0 win on Tuesday. Moving on to Burton, we never win there. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Well, I'll take one right now. Um, and Callum, my fellow friend who may or may not also be in the home end on Saturday, um, what, what do you reckon to both games? Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blackpool, I will go one all. And then, yeah, if it stretch penalties, then it'll go whatever the resort is on pens. Um, I will go, I can't say we'll lose to Burton because otherwise my household will be a misery because my Bert brother is a Burton Albion fan. Um, so I will have to say we will win 2-1. Uh, uh, and there is a certain player I want struck, uh, tackled very, very strongly, um, but in a fair, fair way, if he plays. Yeah. Well, he, he was injured, wasn't he, Mason Bennett? Uh, if anyone had any wonders of, of who it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, he's... he's uh... He was injured this week, but I'm I'm sure he'll find his way back to fitness um, next week. Uh, yep. <laughs> before Chris does his final point, because uh, he's just messaging in the chat, so he wants to do a final point. Um, see some behind the scenes content there. Um, I, I reckon Blackpool. I, I honestly don't care. I can't believe I bought a ticket to go. To be honest, one um, nil to us, let's say. And then Burton. I think we're going to break the curse. I think this will be it. Tiny little pitch. We'll put them under loads of pressure. Wag on brace off the bench ah oh, man geez. two nil win come on derby right chris what do you want to say <laughs> yeah just a final point and it's not often i praise the efl especially as a derby county fan but now they're adding on proper injury time well done because that yeah, was, I like it. that yeah really refreshing to see we got the debate about the um the a technical area i know and that's going to cause issues but the time added on brilliant well done i like that yeah same here it was pretty good i mean it made me probably 10 times more angry because my usual frustration in added time when we're losing <laughs> was 
about ten times longer <laughs> than it normally was. I mean, the, I mean, the fact that we actually see the added time now—that that was what annoyed me. We kind of didn't see how much was added on after what being mm. told how much it was. Now we actually see it on the board. We can all watch it and keep an eye on it. And and uh, which I think is really discuss. good. It's a, it's a positive. Mm. It kills us, yeah. but it's a positive. We're very easily pleased. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm learning. The board goes like 10 minutes further now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but no, I, I'm with you. I like it. I like it. Right. Better week next week. We're going to come off the back of two wins, hopefully. Let's keep our heads up. Support the lads. Support each other. Not have a meltdown because we seem to have so many. <laughs> um, right. Cheers, lads. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you do want to catch us on anything else, you know, to find us, all that sort of stuff. Find us on YouTube, Ramstalk Pod. Find us on TikTok, Ramstalk Pod. You'll never guess what we're called on Twitter uh, and on streaming services too. So, right. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, see you next week. Cheers, Jake. Later, see you mate. next week. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.